for the October 12, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University at California at Irvine. In the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. <sighs> and our little doggy Mahler. You know, Mahler, he was telling me earlier, mm-hmm. you don't bark, Mahler. Just don't bark. Don't bark. Thank you. He just can't get it through his head. He's trying not to frighten the animals Be- around here, but he gets excited, and I think his barking well, does I, frighten the animals. I can tell you why. You start playing that guitar, and it gets all amped up. Oh, he does. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I when, he hears that. That, when he hears that uh, twang, yeah. he goes a little nuts. The and slide. He likes to slide. He likes to slide. So, you know, you might want to stop doing that. Mahler, the next time you kill an insect, you might want to do it quickly. For the sake of the environment. Oh, okay. New research shows that uh, whether an animal lives in safety mm-hmm. or is terrorized by predator predators mm-hmm. can change the biochemical trajectory of the local ecosystem where it dies. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. The findings point to an expanded role for both predators and prey in local environments mm-hmm. and may affect which species conservationists believe are important to keep around. Okay. So say uh, when a grasshopper dies, the chemical composition of its decomposing body also has a large influence on the microscopic processes going on in the area's soil. That makes sense. Okay. Wow. And the chemicals in the corpse are influenced by the dread of living near, say, a killer spider if you're a grasshopper or a crazed dog if you're a bunny. Yeah. To create a group of seriously stressed out grasshoppers, yeah. researchers yeah. at Yale University, uh, in Connecticut, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that place. I do know. Yeah. yeah. Place the bugs in an enclosure with spiders. But here's the great part. The spiders' mouths were glued shut. They were glued shut. Somebody actually glued the spider's mouth shut. Wow. All these little spiders with glue. So, yeah. so they were under stress. They were stressed. Yeah, but, they, but the test didn't involve them. They got them out of there before they died. But, of course, the grasshoppers didn't know that the spiders' mouths were glued shut. And the researchers ground up the grasshopper corpses and mixed them with the soil after they perished, just Naturally, living hopefully. normal, yeah. stressed-out grasshopper lives, <laughs> living around spiders with their mouths glued shut. <laughs> after six weeks, they added dead grass and watched to see how effectively the soil was able to break it down. They found that the dirt with the remains of calm grasshoppers, yeah. the ones that weren't exposed to the uh, spiders, mm-hmm. were fa- was far more efficient in breaking down plant matter than the dirt containing the remains of stressed grasshoppers. Wow. Between 60 to 200% better. So it's not just a little bit. It's a lot better. Oh, my. So the whole fact that, you know, we're just going down to grasshoppers. But you can imagine how that breaks down all the way down the line. Yeah. A more stressed out planet emotionally is going to create a soil that's not as good. Okay. So So lead a happy life. And you will feed. Well, then I'm going to extrapolate the trees. In, in maybe in ways that aren't, aren't uh, apropos. Uh-huh. But what about the slaughter of animals? What about war? What about war? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. All slaughter right. of animals, all that stuff. Yeah. I wonder when they decompose oh, if yeah. that has an effect on, oh, yeah. on the whatever. Well, if they were frightened. If you just kind of hit them fast from behind, you know, <laughs> blindsided right, them. Right, right. Yeah. But when they watch, when they're watching everyone else in their herd being being 
zapped or yeah. their head decapitated. I imagine yeah. the ones at behind, a slaughterhouse. It, when, they're stressed. Pro- out. They're probably pretty stressed. I imagine yeah. chickens are pretty stressed out in oh, those yeah. in those places as well. Oh, all right. Uh, wow, just a little fascinating. Tidbit. That is yeah. really truly interesting stuff. So thank you. Meanwhile, the U.S. military deployed a secret task force to Jordan to help respond to the ongoing violence in Syria. Uh-huh. Syria. Yeah, well, now we're in so, Jordan. Yeah, we're in Jordan. And we're in Jordan. Yeah. we got, what, 100 and so, 150? 150 planners yeah. and other specialists. Yeah. I think dental hygienists <laughs> and things like yes. that. Yes, yeah. ham radio operators, yeah. I'm sure, stuff like that. Yeah. They're helping Jordanian forces handle incoming Syrian refugees. Yes. Yeah. And uh, prepare for serious potential loss of control over its chemical weapons. And the Syrians, the Syrians, uh, yeah, serious potential loss of control over their their weapons and respond should the turmoil in Syria spread more widely in the Middle East. So that's why we're there. Yes. I'm kind of stressed out about that. And I don't have the full report in front of me, but on the other side of Syria is Turkey and. They are uh, the Turkish prime minister uh, went on the air to say basically that uh, he's pretty upset about the situation and the uh, continued incursion on the part of the Syrians. Uh, Assad, the president of uh, Syria, has been saying our brothers in Turkey, we didn't mean anything by that. So there's a lot. But but for the first time that I know of, the Turkish uh, president invoked NATO into the conversation oh. and said he said NATO he said that word out right. loud and and then also mentioned Russia Russia's continuing support for Syria yeah. so I don't want to sound doomsday or anything but now we're suddenly talking about Russia being a part of this Syrian conflict and we're also talking about NATO in the same paragraph of this guy's uh, address and I it just is not good at all yeah speaking of Russia yeah it announced it signed the an arms deal with Iraq worth four point two billion. Yeah, makes sense. It's the largest weapons supplier in the Middle East, right after us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, what is it? We do twelve billion over there. Okay. So we st- and we're we're not. And that, this one was for a couple of billion this. or four point five. Four point two. Four point two. Yeah. Okay. The deal gives Russia a big boost at a time when the future of its arms sales to Libya and Syria is uncertain. Well, that's good news, isn't it? Yes, it Just is. Just when we stop selling a lot of weaponry, we can we can find someone else who Yeah. Who we can usually use it. we usually are all about defusing these situations. Yeah. We then we stop send, sending arms to these places in yeah. the world that are on the brink of You got to find color. a market for your guns. <laughs> Iraq has been all but off limits for Russia's defense industry after the U.S.-led invasion of 2003. You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, Saddam Hussein. Yeah. I do. Oh, that, that, that's right, that guy. Yeah. Guy in the spider hole? Yeah. Yeah. They were one of Moscow's biggest West weapons customers. I have a feeling, I don't know if this is in the article or not, that this might have something to do with Iraq's um, warming relations with Iran, who yeah. is allied with the Russians on a lot of issues. So maybe that alliance is beginning to take some real form here. You know, yeah. it, it may be uh, the beginning of an Iran-Iraq-Russian sort of foothold in uh, in that part of the world, what they haven't had. Yeah. Okay. Well, but we're not too concerned about no, it. No, not at all. We're not concerned. No. We just say, you know, this is the way it goes there. Russia's back in, in at least economically in the game, and we're still leading the uh, sale in the sales right, of right. weapons of 
destruction. Well, as long as the Saudis are buying billions and billions of dollars worth of weaponry. What do we care? We don't care. Yeah. Although, I, I, yeah, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out. Technically, the Russians aren't our enemy anymore, although yeah. they are competing uh, against us on a lot of things. But um, So it'll be interesting. Yeah, very interesting to see how all this is going to play out. One more bit of Russian news. Okay. Uh, court freed one of the three jailed members of the punk protest group Pussy Riot. We like to report on Pussy Riot yeah, because we we're a KCI. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Where else are you going to hear about Pussy Riot except yeah. here at KUCI? Well, you can hear about it in a lot of places, yeah, but nevertheless, so. yeah. it's kind of apropos. Yes. Yeah, so what they, about them? They upheld prison sentences for the other two, but they let this one out because she hadn't gotten, she hadn't taken her guitar out of its case when, when uh, during their performance of the. Uh, the, uh, the piece there at the uh, church. Yeah, the, where they were lambasting yeah. Putin. They did a punk prayer inside a cathedral exhorting the Virgin Mary to get rid of Putin. Yeah. Yeah. So she hadn't taken her guitar. That's yeah. interesting. So the other two were actually playing, and the other one hadn't even taken well, the guitar. Well, it was kind of, you know, everybody's rushing up there okay. to get this, so to speak, rushing so they, up yeah, they were just, to, to, to yeah. kind of, okay. you know, get ready. And, yeah. and uh, Yekaterina Samachevich mm-hmm. didn't get her guitar out quite as early as the others. Mm. We would argue intent at that point. I think we might. Yeah. yeah. He... I think the Russians are looking for some way to, mi- to, not, to mitigate some of the bad press by doing yeah. that as well. Also, a pro-Kremlin youth group made a video for Vladimir Putin's 60th birthday set to Blueberry Hill that showed attractive young women riding on horseback, scoring in a hockey game against the United States, and retrieving an urn from the sea Anti-Putin protesters brought reading glasses and tobacco pipes to let's send Grandpa to retirement. Oh. Uh, that's a rally at uh, Red oh, Square. Oh, they're going all old school yeah. on him right yeah. there with the glasses and the... Ageism. Ageism, baby. Yeah. Well, that'll that'll make him mad. Yeah. Makes I'll me show mad. you. Makes me mad. You upstart <laughs> young people. <laughs> you young people. These hooligans today. Well, that's what they actually do call them, isn't it? Really? Yeah. They, that's what those uh, the, the pussy right was accused of, hooliganism. Hooliganism. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's hooliganism. Pretty, yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's, serious stuff. Yeah. That's old school. In Yemen. I like to say Yemen. I do, too. Masked gunman shot dead a Yemeni security chief on his way to work at the U.S. Embassy in Sana'a. Mm-hmm. In an attack, a Yemeni security source said appeared to be the work of al-Qaeda. Now, they just might be blowing smoke right here, but it looked like Al-Qaeda, according to them. What, you know? Yeah, well. I don't know what, how that works. So that's, that's kind of that's serious business there. Yeah? Yemen is, yeah. yeah. Yem, Yemen is, yeah, a powder keg, as yeah. some people might call it. It's a yeah. powder keg. Yeah. Powder keg. There's a lot of drones flying around that powder keg. Yeah. The uh, the new version of DSM, the International Psychiatric Diagnosis Manual. Oh, did I say something wrong there, my Mahler? I guess he doesn't like psychosis manuals. I imagine he doesn't, given his state of mind. Well, they're not talking about you, Mahler. They're ta- yeah, not you. They're talking about uh, internet use disorder as a condition recommended for further study. Okay. So uh, essentially they're saying that some people who spend a lot of time on the Internet demonstrate similar symptoms to people diagnosed with other addiction disorders. Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing it all the time. That's one similarity, but people do a lot of things all the time. 
and that the psychiatric community should study it, which means that they it's another source of funding for the uh, university programs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you addicted to the internet, Mike? Uh, yeah, actually, huh? I'm addicted yeah. to being on weekly signals every week. Really? And so, therefore, I'm addicted by virtue of that. Uh, this yeah. is my gateway drug is uh, weekly signals. I am now fully immersed in the uh, internet because yeah. yeah. I I need to. You need to be. I need to be. If I'm going to stand here toe to toe with Nathan Callahan, I got to be online all the time. Uh, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez. Yeah. You remember him? Yeah. He won his fourth oh, yeah. presidential election. What do you think about that, Mahler? <laughs> I guess he likes it. I guess he likes it. Big fan of yeah. Hugo, are we? Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Woo. What did he ever do for Mahler? I, I really, what, is there something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those things. All right. All yeah. right. Never mind. I thought, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. He defeated uh, his challenger, Enrique Capriles. Chavez took 54% of the vote to Capriles's 45% in a race widely seen as Chavez's strongest challenge ever. Yeah. Yeah. He promises to increase, this is Chavez, increase production and reduce dependence on U- on the U.S. market by doubling crude exports to Asia. This is big news here. It is big news. Now you won. Now you have what is essentially the, uh, it's, uh, Venezuela overtook Saudi Arabia to become the number one uh, supplier of oil reserves. Or it has really? oil reserves. Not wow. supplier yet, but it that. has yeah. oil reserves. That's, that's big. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that's big news. He wants yeah. to sell it to Asia, not the United States. Uh, and not only that, not only that, they plan to uh, build a pipeline through Colombia to the Pacific where they could uh, reduce costs and transport times to China and other Asian markets, including California. Including us. We, yeah. are, we are probably consider- we're on the Asian rim. No, I'm just, I just threw that. Oh, in. you did. That was oh, a joke. I, you were, I don't know joke. if he wants to sell it to California. He but. might. We're not like the rest of the country. Just Hugo, we're not like them. Okay, uh-uh. we aren't. We aren't. No. Okay, we'll buy your gas. We'll buy your gas if it's at a good price. Well, and by the way, this... hey, we could probably really cut. You know, right now it would help to buy gas from Hugo. Yeah. 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 I uh, I believe Venezuela. Governor oh, Brown. Governor Brown. Are you listening, Governor Jerry? Um, the uh, uh, this election for Chavez comes amidst uh, what is considered to be a epidemic in crime in the country. He's been unable to. Too much to stop it Uh-oh. or curb it. So what the fact that that's, that have? has to do with this being his strongest challenge. There are some there are some serious issues in in what Venezuela. Kind of crime? Organized crime. I mean, serious violent crime. Going and maybe not organized. There's probably some element of organized crime, but it's violent. You crime. just say crime. You're listening to the anti-Chavez propaganda that's I'm, circulating no, around I'm not. here. No, I'm not. This is I listen to responsible people talk about these things, okay. and they're saying that crime is a very serious problem in in uh, Venezuela now. Well, that's and it's that's it, what his opponents say. Okay. All right. All right, Fidel. Thousands of people have avoided getting skin cancer, Mike. Thanks to a Canadian scientist who invented the UV index, mm-hmm. that's what they did, mm-hmm. and the gold standard tool for measuring the thickness of the Earth's ozone layer. And I would be remiss, Uh-oh. as we're talking about this, not to mention Sherwood Rowland, yes. the American Nobel laureate and professor of chemistry Here. from, from uh, UCI. UCI. His research, just by the way, was on atmospheric 
chemistry and chemical kinetics and is best known for the discovery that chlorofluorocarbons contribute to ozone depletion. So here we have, you know, this up at the up in Canada, yeah. where the scientists there put together the UV index and standard tools for measuring. Mm -hmm. uh, but now Canada's ozone science group no longer exists. It's not around anymore due to uh, budget cuts. On the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Montreal Protocol, yeah. and that's up in Canada, in case mm -hmm. you're wondering, okay. the international treaty that phased out chemicals that were destroying the ozone layer. So on the 25th anniversary of that treaty, we no longer have the very entity that helped probably what they're saying here. Skin cancers would be at least 650% higher had we not come up with this UV index. And had we not started banning chlorofluorocarbons yeah, throughout exactly. the world. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so I thought initially you were saying that the ozone layer was gone after 25 years. But actually yeah. what you're saying is just the organization that monitors the ozone layer. Just a, yeah. just a little joke. Well. Well, it's just interesting. I don't know where they got this factoid, but mm -hmm. without the protocol, the Montreal Protocol, your skin would burn after a five-minute exposure to the sun in London by the year 2065. Burn. So if you were, yeah, yeah. after five minutes. Yeah, outside. So if you were somehow to yeah. live another 50 years. Yeah, not going to happen, but okay, yeah. yeah. Your skin would burn. It would just burst into flames. I'd literally burst into flames from the outside. Perhaps. You know, perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Got any international? I stuff do, I do, it, and I I want to make sure because this is going to challenge every everything we've ever everything that I know how here. to say out loud. Okay. Uh, this is the story of this fourteen-year-old uh, girl activist, fourteen-year-old oh, yeah. activist girl from uh, um, from Pakistan. Now she's still surviving, right? She's unconscious. The yeah, the I rallies heard. and vigils all across yeah. Pakistan in support of this fourteen-year-old girl by the name of Malala Yousafzai Yousafzai. See, Whatever you want to do, Mike. Okay. I, I'm, I'm behind you. Yeah. Malala? Just say Malala, because we like Malala. was on her way home yeah. from, from, the, uh, from, high sc from school uh, in an area of northwest Pakistan when Milton stopped the vehicle she was traveling in. One man reportedly asked for her by name and then shot her in the head and in the neck. Uh, the Taliban, the Pakistani Taliban, claimed responsibility for the attack, saying she was targeted for speaking out against the uh, them as well as Islam and Sharia. So she is surviving this uh, gunshot wound, uh, and she's in stable condition, undergoing surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a um, so just just in keeping in mind, there are people in this world who shoot 14 year old girls for speaking out for some version of some semblance of equal rights. Yeah. And that's... You find this shocking? I find that it needs to be talked about and brought to the have, attention of... Have you ever of had children? So you... <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but have you ever wanted to shoot them in the head or in the neck? No, I no, I do not have children. So, yeah. But anyway, oh, there it is. And uh, Malala is doing, I no, guess, it's, better. That's horrible. Yeah. And, and yet, this happens all the time. It does. And people latch on to a particular thing, and it, it, happens it tends to the, get sensationalized. But sometimes... But it happens all the time. Yes, it no. does happen all the time. Yes, Nathan, you're right. But it, yeah. every once in a while, it's good to focus all of the attention that we can to shame, to to do whatever we can uh -huh. when it happens, and we're aware of it to, to make So it. how many 14-year-olds do you think the U.S. government killed in Vietnam? Well, 
I'm not going to believe me. I'm the last person that you could be talking to to defend the U.S. in Vietnam. Yeah. I don't think they that, deserved it. I though, don't didn't they? think that they yeah. targeted 14 year olds for assassination in no. Vietnam. They killed a lot of well, but 14. if they uh, came out uh, as a Viet Cong sympathizer, I'm not. You're. I. You're. I'm not going to say a word. Just saying. Yeah. All right. All right, Mahler, give me an E. Give me another E. Give me another E. <laughs> What's that spell? That's right. Drones in the news. <laughs> drones in the news. That's right. You yeah. get so excited. Yeah, drones in the news. It's his favorite segment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Israeli Air Force shot down a drone after it entered the south of the country. Yes. Did you have more international news? No, I was just, just looking at her side. name again. Yeah. So if I ever have to say yeah. it again, I want to be able to at least make a credible try at saying it. Go ahead. Okay, Israel shot down a drone. Yes. Troops are searching for the remains of it. I don't think they found it yet, but it's in the Negev Desert. Yeah. And it was not clear where it came from. I don't know if they found you know, it. They don't know. They did escort it into the country. There were some jets that followed it for 35 miles across the border into the desert and then shot it down. What do you, well, no, so, spec, no, they don't, okay. That's what, at least they said. That's yeah. what they said. Wow. I mean, uh, Israel's defense minister congratulated the military, said, we view this incident of attempting to enter Israeli airspace very severely and we'll consider our response later. Probably when they find out it was a U.S. drone, they'll all just <laughs> laugh and say, oh, yeah. We were just kidding around. Yeah. Come on, a little prank. We had some, we had some ex-Vietnam vets down at uh, Miles Square Park, and they were flying some stuff around. And we decided, yeah. Yeah, well, let's let them go at it in, in, Israel. in Israel. See yeah. what they, they can come up with. Yeah. Also uh, in Drones in the News, yeah. thousands of people marched in Pakistan. We were talking about this uh, last week. Yes. Over the weekend mm-hmm. to protest the out- ongoing U.S. drone strikes there. Pakistan government blocked the gov- the march from entering the tribal area of South Waziristan, a frequent target of drone attacks. Yeah. So they weren't allowed to go in there, the marchers. The uh, Pakistani political leader Imran Khan said these drone attacks are a violation of international law. Yes, they are. Check. Yes. These drone attacks are a violation of the human rights of the Pakistani people. Check. Check. We want to send a message to America. The more drone attacks you carry out, the more the people will grow to hate you and raise their arms against you. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I think if Pakistan were carrying out drone attacks in the United States, we'd, we'd hate Pakistan. I can't imagine that even if one flew over our country, we wouldn't just lose our minds. Oh, yeah. You know, that would be it. No, would be, I, honestly, yeah. I think that if you found out that Pakistan, an ally— yeah. A sovereign country had flown, had had the nerve to fly a drone over Oregon. Well, yeah. It would be very, very upset. Yep. Let alone start laser-guided well, laser missiles into, you know, Oregon State. Also in drones in the news, U.S. drones fired four missiles at a compound of a Pakistani militant commander in a northwestern tribal region, killing 16 militants while a pair of bombings in another part of the country killed 10 civilians. Hmm. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Sure. We were firing missiles. Yeah. Firing drones. Blowing up people. Okay. Also in drones in the news, mm-hmm. this is kind of an important one, I think. Not that killing people isn't, but defense contractor Northrop Grumman, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which we like to call DARPA, and NASA 
the Dryden Flight Research Center there, reported that they are moving closer to the day when drones can stay airborne indefinitely, refueled by other unmanned aerial vehicles. So a drone would refuel a drone. Test flights conducted between January and May of this year involved two Global Hawk drones, one configured as a tanker, the other as a receiver. And that was at Edwards Air Force Base. So they can just pretty much leave these up indefinitely. They'll have fuel drones and regular drones, and they'll just be constantly... And and that means there'll be things flying over your head that are filled with gasoline or whatever they use to power these things. Right, right, exactly. And it's it's just a matter of time. They will figure this thing out. They'll figure out how to do this. Or the other one is they will be solar-powered drones that will be able to stay up. They will be able to stay up indefinitely as well. I mean, really... It's well, only a I'm matter okay of time. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, on the domestic front, before we get into the debate, okay. I would like to mention the Supreme Court. Okay. They upheld a lower court ruling denying the oil giant Chevron's bid to block an $18 billion fine for polluting Ecuador's rainforest. Since so the they say it again. So we're we're good with this one. They upheld a lower court ruling denying the oil giants bid to block. Oh, I got you. So, now you're right. so, a lot of double negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, quite yeah. sure where we. That's the way you got to yeah. read these things because Chevron trying to block it. Right. The Supreme Court said, "Uh, gotcha. you got to pay the fine." Gotcha. Yep. Excellent. And that's. I mean, I could go in. Amazonian residents won the judgment last year after a long-running case case seeking charges for Chevron's dumping of billions of gallons of toxic oil waste. The initial ruling called on Chevron to pay $8.6 billion, but then rose to more than double that amount after Chevron failed to apologize because that was part of the right. initial ruling. Right. Chevron was appealing a lower court ruling decision that threw out an injunction the company had won to block enforcement of the fine. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Good going, Supreme Court. And also, the Supreme Court rejected a challenge to a 2008 law granting immunity to telecom companies that aided the George Bush administration's warrantless domestic spy program. So this is bad news here. Okay. In other words, they're... They're upholding that. They're upholding the ruling the that lies... Yeah, the immunity to uh, essentially having them spy on us. And this is also an Obama administration. They were they were in support of this. Yeah, yeah. So bad I news. Guess. By the way, if if, people, if listeners want to know more about the Ecuadorian case that yeah. the Supreme Court just ruled on, go and watch Joe Berlinger's documentary called "Crude." That will tell Crude. you all you need to know. Also, the Supreme Court. Uh, apparently, Ohio is asking the Supreme Court to overturn a federal rules appeal rules or a federal appeals court ruling that struck down the state's effort to prevent early voting the weekend before the election. So Ohio is asking them to strike down again. Yeah. They've been back and forth in court yeah, a yeah. number of times now on this. And also in the Supreme Court, lots of Supreme Court action going on. Mm-hmm. But because we're so fixated on meaningless debates, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. We, we will soon be. You and I will soon be fixated on meaningless president, vice presidential debates. Yes. What you meant to say? I won't be fixated on it. I'll be telling you not to be fixated <laughs> on it. Also, the Supreme Court heard rulings in a case challenging affirmative action in college administrations. A white student who says she was rejected from the University of Texas because of her ethnicity brought the case, alleging she is the victim of discrimination. So, so the Supreme Court is going to be looking into those things. Mm-hmm. 
And you want to just get a few more little court things out of the way? Sure, yeah. of course. The Justice Department filed a lawsuit accusing the banking giant Wells Fargo of making reckless mortgage loans that ultimately cost the federal government hundreds of millions of dollars in insurance claims. Wells Fargo is alleged to have abused the Federal Housing Administration's program by recklessly handing out loans and forcing the government to foot the bill when borrowers could not pay. Yeah, that's called uh, corporate socialism. That is. Yeah, I think of among all the banks, in my opinion, among all the major banks, Bank of America, them, Citibank, yeah. and all, Wells Fargo is, pro- to me, the most corrupt, at least well, yeah. demonstrably the most corrupt. Yeah, just so two far. months ago, uh, they paid out a settlement of at least $175 million for discriminating against African-American and Latino borrowers. This is Wells Fargo, a fine organization. Yeah, and also they're the ones who... Uh, didn't realize that they were laundering drug money huh? to the tune of like fifty, sixty billion dollars worth of uh, obviously drug money. They didn't know. Bad. They had just didn't quite under. You know. Yeah. Oops. We really were, huh? Yeah. So they're they're a dirty bank. And finally, a federal appeals court has reinstated a Montana law limiting donations to political campaigns, which is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. I did see that. Excellent. All righty. Now, just to get us into this, uh, uh, our political section here, which I hope doesn't take too long. No, it won't. Nearly 1,500 pastors in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, will participate in Alliance Defending Freedoms Annual Pulpit Freedom Sunday. Oh, yes. By preaching biblical truth on the positions of electoral candidates from the pulpit to oppose IRS taxes regulation of sermons the Internal Revenue right. Service. The movement of pastors, pastors is against a, a IRS rule, the 1954 Johnson Amendment, which activist groups often use to silence churches by threatening their tax-exempt status. That's right. Yeah, and, and well, it should. I mean, if you want to be tax-exempt, that's... That's the rule. It puts you under the, the umbrella of, of government specialness. Well, they so don't... So if yeah. you want to say whatever you want to, then drop the the charade of, of trying to play that game. Right. But apparently they don't get that. Uh, they say things like uh, it's outrageous for pastors and churches to be. Well, no, no, they don't say that. That's somebody else saying that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it states, well, ba, 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 ba. Uh, maybe it is. Pastors should decide. Uh, pastors should decide what they preach from the pulpit, not the IRS. That's, That's what, what they're they say. saying. Yeah. Well, so, then don't be an, don't be a five hundred one c three. Yeah. That's just outrageous. as simple as yeah. that. It's, I, I was reading the right quote. It's outrageous for pastors and churches to be threatened or punished by the government for applying biblical teachings to all areas of life, including candidates and elections. And like you say, it's simple. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that, then don't take tax exempt status. Exactly We're giving right. you that tax exempt status. For a reason. How many billions and billions of dollars in uh, church money is untaxed? How much property? How much stuff do these phony, hypocritical pastors buy in terms of homes and jets and all the rest of it? Claiming this really uh, exaggerated version of what a 51c3 is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's outrageous. And okay, fine. You want to talk about abortion and gay rights and all the rest of it from your pulpit? Go have at it, but yeah. you're not getting tax-exempt status for that. 
All right, now to, now to the debate. Or I don't even, you know, you I honestly didn't watch any of it. Oh, I've seen only seen highlights. Uh, I, highlights. I just what I well, no, I'm just saying it is a big deal in the sense that this was supposed to be uh, Paul Joe, Ryan, Paul Ryan, Joe Representative Biden. Paul Ryan, and Vice President Joe Biden debated last night, and the vice presidential candidate debate last night. Uh, apparently, the moderator. Uh, Raditz, um, yeah. Marla Raditz, was much more aggressive. Oh yeah, she much was more good. focused. Absolutely, she was younger and on her game. Okay, as opposed to Jim Lehrer, who is old and washed up. Boy, he looked something was not yeah, he was firing sleepy. there. He wasn't, he, he, yeah, things weren't going right for him. Right, and, and you know it's time to retire. All due respect, yeah. I like Jim Lehrer just fine. Yeah. As as Mitt Romney said, I like you just fine, Jim. You know, but yeah. no, it it didn't. It wasn't a anyway. So all that is said. Now, you apparently saw something of it because... Uh, yeah, okay. yeah I, I usually read up on these things. Yeah. I saw something of it just to get the demeanor, and, and it's, Body it's a sad comment that, yeah. that that's what we're looking at in debates anyway. Yeah. And I think that's what most people are looking at. What was it's the whether, tone of his voice? Yeah. Did he look him in the eye? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. Joe Biden exude confidence? <laughs> Did, did Paul Ryan look nervous? And, I know. You know, if you, by this time, if you don't know what these people represent, then please don't vote. Well, they don't. Uh, or, and so, either, in their defense, either, let's just be. Uh, or yeah. either read some position right. papers. Don't watch a debate where you're going to be, you know, your mind's going to be changed because someone smiled at the right time. Right. No, that's true. I agree with you there. But in all honesty, and I'm, I'm going to say Obama's campaign is is somewhat guilty of this, not to the degree that the Romney campaign. This is the sugar-free presidential campaign by Mitt Romney. He has virtually gone as long and as far as he can, not being specific about what he intends to do in his policies as president of the United States. Well, he's, he's avoided. He's avoided. So yeah, very, very, and very obviously avoided. And he won't, even during the last debate with Obama, he refused to say what agencies he would cut, what he would do in terms of the military budget, yeah. health care, social security. He just basically says, I'm going to do it. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it when I'm president. I think they broke it down to like, a, what is it? Uh, the, the entire budget of PBS is something like oh, it's... six hours of what it costs to fund military. Right. Right. It's, it, for, during the year. You know, in, right. in other words, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying yes. here. It's less than the cost of one B-1 bomber uh, yeah. not even built. I mean, it's not. It's less, a lot and less. Yet, than, and yet we're talking like that's going to save the country if, well, and if we was, get rid of Big Bird. And, and, and this is somehow a uh, uh, even a talking point now. Well, that, that but, was all that Romney yeah. could say when he said what he would cut. Yeah. And that's the point you're yeah. making. Yeah. It's a ridiculous thing to say that if you're, if you're railing about... 13 or 12 or 14 trillion dollars in the national debt and all we've got to do this and we've got to balance our our books and then you bring up something, something as so, ridiculous yeah. as that of course yeah. you should be called out on it yeah. so uh it, it, it so anyway the biden thing let's go let's just kind of brush on this the biden ryan thing nobody soiled themselves right no. i mean everything's good they, they got through it and anything else happened politically no i'm just saying I'm i just want to get through okay so I'm apparently done. okay apparently th- that uh uh that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's what's what is a little distressing is I was watching TV last night after the debates. Well, that is distressing. It is. It was for me. It's very depressing actually. And uh um I saw a couple of ads for uh, Obama. Yeah. And now, this is news? No, what's yeah. distressing about it is these are running in California. And there's no way in the world that Obama uh Barack Obama should be at all concerned about California. Why are you running ads? 
in California is a concern to it me. It was part of the package. It may have been because it was. Because it was I was watching sports. It was, part and it of the may package. it may have been just the national package. It was part of the package. Well, I'm just I'm telling you as a someone political mindset here. If you're running ads in California, you are really in trouble. If you're Barack Obama, if you're intentionally doing that, so uh, that's my political report for. For this show, free birth control led to dramatically lowered rates of abortions and teen births, according to a uh, study. The findings were eagerly anticipated and come as a bitterly contested Obama administration policy is poised to offer similar coverage. Mm-hmm. The project tracked more than 9,000 women in St. Louis, many of them poor and uninsured. They were given the choice of a range of contraceptive methods at no cost, from birth control pills to goof proof options like the IUD or a match stick-sized implant. When price wasn't an issue, women went to the most effective contraceptives, the implanted options, which typically cost hundreds of dollars up front. These women experienced far fewer unintended pregnancies. The effect on teen pregnancy was striking. There were 6.3 births per 1,000 teenagers in the study, 34 births outside the study. So it's, you know, if you want to... uh, It's madness. Stop having. Why aren't these things yeah. available? Stop, yeah. Let's not build two B one bombers. Let's just not do that. And maybe we can hopefully help teen pregnancy rates go way down. So we'll have children that are wanted and are cared yeah. for. Why and, do we do and, that? Yeah. This is simple. Yeah. I'm I'm Mitt Romney. You know what? I'm going to build two less B one bombers, and we and our the issue of You're of Mitt abortion yeah. will go way down. Yeah. Okay, how about that? Let's just try that. Let's okay. empower women. Uh, to make their own decisions about these things and save ourselves billions of dollars. A rare form of fungal meningitis linked to steroid injections has killed at least eight people in the United States and sickened more than 100. Yes, using, you know, this is really a bad yeah, pain, but apparently terrible uh, story. It's uh, the uh, it was contaminated by a fungus. Yeah. This particular uh, steroid. Right. It's supposed yeah. to relieve back pain. Half the confirmed deaths have been in Tennessee. Yeah. Ugh. They say that how many 14,000 were injected? 13,000 13, in 23 states. 23 states. So yeah. there have already been, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. It's no good. And and people get it, you know, uh, shot with this all the time. They, yeah. It's not, a, not that unusual. Well, my dad was just, uh, you know, he went in for, I think, he's thinking about a second injection. Of a steroid in his spine our, to kill our, his back pain. Our own Kevin Stockdale has yeah. had a number of these uh, in, injections to relieve yeah. back pain here at uh, KUCI. So you're, I hope, letting, you're, you're talking out of class here, Mike. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I, we can edit the that first, out. Yeah, yeah. The first commercial cargo flight to the United Space, the International Space Station, lifted off. That's commercial. That's the key word there. Commercial. Cargo okay, flight. gotcha, commercial. So, I'm so focused. This is okay. uh, going to, I think we mentioned this last week or a couple weeks ago that this was going to happen, and it does dramatic, dramatically alter the uh, configuration of NASA because they're now going to be dealing with commercial flights that are supplying some of their space stations. Yeah. So that's all I got to say. Mission about accomplished that. on yeah. the, uh, on the uh, privatization front there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's depressing. I'm a fan of the space program. Yeah, yeah. I am too. I'd like to. Uh, you know, our mm-hmm. good friend Sheldon Abbott is a fan of the, the space program, yeah. and I am too. I think it's he's a, got a look good at these. positive thing going on. A, you got 
Oh, yeah. He's got a Space Station T-shirt. Oh, it's, Look at that. He's yeah. flexing for us. Wow. Stop it, Sheldon. Woo. Drive me crazy here. Buff, yeah. yeah. A 61-year-old Army veteran. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, off the subject here. A 61-year-old Army veteran is suing the U.S. government for $10 million, claiming negligent care resulted in severe frostbite on his penis. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> Wake up. Leading to its partial amputation. Okay. All right. Michael D. Nash is asking for damages for what he calls, as lawyers call, a significant mental and emotional distress and trauma as a result of his injuries. In October 2010, Nash underwent surgery at the VA Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky. Doctors were removing and replacing a malfunctioning penile implant. So he had a penile implant going on there. Okay. You tell me what they were doing with that anyway. But after surgery, according to court documents, a nurse applied ice packs to Nash's penis. Okay. Never a good idea. To reduce pain and swelling. Now, that's okay. You can do that. But the ice packs remained on his penis for 19 straight hours. Oh, my goodness. In violation of the standard of care, I'll say. (sighs) I guess it was. As a result, Nash's penis was severely frostbitten, which led to gangrene. According to Nash's attorney, Larry Jones, his client was on heavy pain medicine at the time and was unable to question the nurse, even though his... Mm -hmm. Dick was freezing off. Yeah, yeah. Nash was discharged from the hospital even though he complained of severe pain. Jones said, that's his lawyer, two weeks later the surgeon performed a partial penectomy. Yeah. In case you're wondering what a thank you. an amputated thank you. penis thank you for that operation mental, is thank called. Thank you for that mental image. A, thank you. Okay. Penectomy. Yeah. Very removing good. a significant, that's a key word there, Ouch. significant part of Nash's penis. Yeah. The Department of Veterans Affairs declined comment. I don't think I've, I, I think personally I could say I don't think I've ever gone 19 hours without having my penis in my hand. So uh, I don't know that that would or be iced. Or, well, not ice. iced. No, I'm just yeah. saying I don't think I could go that long without having some sort of a, you know, interaction of some no, you sort. you've got to urinate. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other domestic news? I do not. I, that, I can't even begin to top that. Let me see. Let me look through my voluminous. Uh, amount of material here. We're good. Yeah, I think you we're. Know, I think we, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. You got. You know, Navy it's, a lot of things were going on that we Libya. didn't mention, but no. but right. you know, we just picked the things we like to talk about. Pussy right. Like, Pussy we right. covered that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, it. Huh? I think that's it. Woo! We're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do that well, thing. I clicking hey, thing again. Hey, yeah. Mahler, you got anything? Any? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah, you got any other news for us? Hey, how is his teeth? Are his teeth doing better? Yeah, he's, his teeth okay, are doing he's good. That was it. That was yeah, it. he yeah. had nothing. All right, his okay. teeth are doing better. Okay. Well, you know, he's he's going for that uh, dental implant. Is he going for the? For, is he going to get like the lost. like the kind of the grill? Is he get working on a grill? Yeah, maybe? well, yeah, he's thinking about getting them all capped and going for the real, you know. Uh, he'll look great. Real Hollywood look there. <laughs> it's really. You know, right. What do they call um, those? Piano keys. Piano keys. Yeah. Maybe a little diamond stud in there or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, something. And finally, <laughs> a woman who had been spotted illegally riding a manatee. You know, this big manatee. Illegally? Yeah. So there's a legal, yeah. and then there's an illegal <laughs> way to ride this, a manatee. Is, this is just a lesson. In, All right. In, well, there like, you go. Be Like copywriting here. <laughs> this is kind of... Right up sets up the question. Is, can, I, can I ride a manatee? <laughs> Was she doing something wrong in the way she was? Was she speeding? Uh, you know? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. could have been. She didn't have her safety belt on. We don't know. 
All maybe, we know is maybe that she, she was, was drunk. Yeah, that's right. Could be. I think that's a distinct possibility. <laughs> yeah, actually, they pull over to the side, of, you know, to the ocean side, and Coast Guard said, "Yeah, maybe the manatee was drunk." <laughs> nice manatee. Nice manatee. Can I see your? Uh, I see your license. Okay. No license. A woman who had been spotted illegally riding a manatee near St. Petersburg, Florida, turned herself in. 